three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Real Pineapple. This is Hunter here, and I'm here with the Prodigal Son of Return. I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm doing good, Hunter. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, that is a weird that got me psyched up. Is that, is that weird? <laughs> no, it's kind of like Arsenio Hall a little bit. Yeah, except way funnier. But <laughs> Am I at the Apollo right now? You would kill the Apollo. And I'm here with Colin. Colin, how you doing, sir? I'm good. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I like the intros tonight, but uh, we are here to talk about. So, uh, tell t- tell me if I'm wrong, but you're wrong. As it, damn, damn it! Can I set myself up? <laughs> but doesn't it feel like we've just had a lot of like not great comedies for a while, like between. Uh, the house and Daddy's. I wrote his name too well for movies. I don't care. Uh, Daddy's Home too, and just um, I don't know if you guys have seen the preview for it, but that new Amy Schumer movie looks fucking dreadful. Uh, I feel pretty is what it's called. Got it? a new Jenny McCarthy movie coming out, or not Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, Melissa <laughs> <laughs> <Most of> McCarthy. <laughs> Hopefully, we got one of those too. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh God, that's right. When she goes back to college or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they it, showed that preview. It looked horrible. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be a good year for. <laughs> and do you months. see what about what do you guys think of Cockblockers? I don't know about that one. I, I think I'm either going to be surprised by it or I'm yeah. really going to hate it. It has potential, but we'll see. Yeah, we 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 will see. But uh, we're here talking about Game Night, which is a movie. Um, I gotta admit, I was kind of like, eh, about going in. I just didn't really have any opinion of it either way um this stars jason bateman who um scott you're actually the one who turned me on to that netflix show he has i'm totally blank on it uh ozark it, yeah that's a damn good show like 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 mm. i haven't seen did you I watch like all of that one. scott no i haven't i haven't seen it oh you might be talking about me because i've seen that whole series oh, okay <laughs> maybe it was sorry um i but, love ozark Dude, no, it's a damn good show. I was like, holy shit, okay. Um, Is there a lot of mountains in that show? (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not a big lake. That would have been been a good hell of a twist. I hate lakes. It really turns me off about TV shows with lakes. (laughs) Big bodies of water. Unless there's giant, like, oversized crocodile, of course. Ooh, and maybe a tornado? Or or a geostorm that should totally actually happen. Oh, shit. Oh, if you combine all three of those, that's that's. Oh, hey, Buster! Let's welcome to the podcast. And <laughs> Colin's dog has to jump in, but um, that was the first time I'd seen Jason Bateman not play Jason Bateman. You, you know what I mean? Because uh, whenever I see him, and I, I should be ashamed of myself for not remembering who the, what is this character's name on Arrested Development? Michael Bluth. Uh, Michael, yeah, Bluth. Thank you. Um, I just see that character whenever I see him in something. It just seems like he's playing the same character. Well, I think he. I think it's part of because he does play those same characters. Yeah. Like, very like 
almost I I relate him to even like a um Oh, I'm blanking on his name. Just he he plays he plays the same role in every movie, kind of like a life life likable, goofy um I don't know, like everything always kind of happens to him. Like Ben um, Stiller, that Yes, of? Ben Stiller, yeah. There you go. Um so yeah, that's that's the vibe I get off, get off of him. So that's why I am with you on when I went into it, just not really expecting it to be be something I'm going to be worth watching. Yeah, and then and then when I saw this had this co-star Rachel McAdams, I got really concerned because usually when I see Rachel McAdams in something, it's some dumb rom com, and I just go, ugh, like why are you in this? I just, it's not even. I don't think she's a bad actress. She just picks not great things or things that I don't really care about. Um, but not to give too much of my review away, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. Uh, Colin, kind of your thoughts. Yeah, I kind of had a different opinion going in. I actually really like Jason Bateman. Um, I, I think uh, he's he's definitely, I think, a lot different in at least how serious he's gotten in a lot of his, his roles for uh, for movies. And, and the TV series, like you said, that's that's definitely the most dramatic role he's been in. Um, but I always, I always seem to like him. Uh, so I, I was pretty excited to see him. And then Rachel McAdams, um, I think she started out doing rom-coms. Um, I, you know, I, I liked her in Southpaw. I liked her in Spotlight. That's, that's true. I, okay, I mean, she, she, she's done movies that I actually really like. Um, I mean, she, she was in the Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, but in, in any case, I actually kind of like those two actors. Um and so, so I mean I, I was at least like interested to see how this would play out. I didn't really have high hopes. I was just like it's a it's kind of getting buried late February. Kind you know usually not a lot's coming out. Big movies <laughs> this time. And yeah, I, I I don't know. I was I was kind of like this may be good. This may be really dumb. Um it has basically no one attached that has any like resume of making good comedies as far as like directors and writers and so yeah i was like i don't know how the hell this is gonna be <laughs> yeah so i mean just kind of getting to the plot just real quick um so jason bateman uh plays max and uh, rachel mcadams plays annie and i i gotta admit colin i was really uh, like as it was, I don't know why, I was thinking about you and Nikki as Max and Annie for some reason, just because the relationship was just very cute, and it was just very sweet, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of adorable, and, um, And very competitive. You, you did that too, exactly, and I was about to get there, because uh, Chan, uh, Kyle Chandler plays Brooks, who's Max's older brother, and if you learn nothing else about Colin, Colin loves being his brother at fill in the blank. So, <laughs> so, so when I saw that rivalry, I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally see this. But um, Brooks is such a, he's such an asshole that you, only someone that knows you that well could be that much of a, of a prick to you. <laughs> because uh, what does he do? He pulls up in Max's dream car. Um, he pulls a Mel Gibson from Daddy's Home 2 and gets this, like, Airbnb like, how type house to host, uh, another game night just to be an asshole that's, like, a fucking mansion. And 
he has all these little things, these little snide comments putting down their house and shit. I mean, the brother's just an asshole. So he hosts this game night that involves uh, someone in the group getting kidnapped, and then basically hijinks ensue. That's the shorthand version of it. Um, and I'm totally forgetting about, uh, I always just call him Winston. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was so happy to see Winston in this. Uh, Lamorne Morris, I can never remember his name, but he, he's been on a bunch of drunk history. He's he's fucking great. He, he he was my third favorite character in this movie, probably. Um, and so I just kind of want to talk about it. Uh, did, were we surprised by this? I mean, did we did we laugh a lot? Like t- Scott, talk to me here. Yeah, definitely surprised by it. Um, like. I, there's a, a lot of times these like adult comedies um, are not super funny. It just kind of gives them a chance to swear or show like a boob or two that they weren't allowed to show before. Um, but I feel like they didn't really cheapen it down or anything like that. Um, but yeah, kind of a cast of unknowns. I ended up really enjoying um, Billy Magnus. Magnus yes. who played Ryan. Um, kind of like a jockey, douchey friend, basically. Um, I was, I don't know, this kind of had the feeling of a movie that could go in the way of, like, Rachel McAdams' character maybe is smitten by the brother or something like that. And, like, it was going to be one of those kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, And I'm glad that it didn't, like, go, not that they were hinting towards that, but I'm glad that they decided not to take it there. Um... Also, I was curious to see how they were going to try to make a movie out of this. Because in the beginning, they kind of kind of fast mo- uh, forward through a few things um, of like where the two meet, where Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' characters meet, and that they're super competitive and into game nights, and that they host game nights. And like this whole, a lot of this story is like centered around this one particular event and this one game that they have together, which they never do because his brother's in town and he's going to put on a show for him basically. Um, so I was, it was interesting to see them tie it all together. And it was less about like them, I don't know, the whole game night idea and kind of morphed into a completely different thing, which I thought was pretty refreshing to be honest. Yeah. Colin, kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah. I think my main worry was this movie, and I keep, st- I still keep getting the name wrong when I'm talking about it. Is I kept like thinking of the movie Date Night with yeah. Steve Carell and Tina mm-hmm. Fey, yeah. which is not that great of a movie. <laughs> I definitely don't like that one. Um, so I just like, I just kept thinking Date Night, and I'm just like, why, why, why they're re-releasing this movie? But. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's sorry to interrupt. You. That's actually what I accidentally told the person at the booth. <laughs> yeah. I said date night. And yeah. Like, oh, game night. I was like, oh, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> you. Oh, you mean not the 2010 <laughs> hit with Steve Carell? That? Yeah, strange. Um. Yeah. So that just like I don't know. I couldn't get that out of my head. But um. Yeah. W- when I got into it, yeah, that was. That was one of the things I really liked about it, too, is how uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams kind of played off of each other. Um, I thought their, like, relationship was, like, really authentic, and yeah. it really led to a lot of the gags being so funny, because they're just so, 
out of place in this whole situation and um i i will say like if you're the type of person that's like situations that are completely impossible of happening and events taking place and just things that like happen to go right throughout a scene so that the gag or the scene just gets from point a to b like if that drives you crazy like you're gonna hate this movie (laughs) like if you can push that aside or if that type of stuff doesn't bother you like um and you can enjoy kind of what's going on in this completely impossible situation like the characters are are actually really fun to watch and not just jason bateman and rachel mcadams like you were saying um you got lamorne morris and um and i can't see his girlfriend or wife on the imdb list here i'm trying to look but um anyway they have a running joke going on the entire movie about how she was uh, Michelle uh, Kylie Bur- uh, Bunbury? Sorry. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. So, she, and she's there's a running joke that she had slept with a celebrity, and uh, I'm just gonna call him Winston. Winston won't let it go <laughs> for the whole movie. Um, which uh, like that type of stuff, uh, I think is really funny. And then um, you ended up getting the British lady Sarah playing off of uh, the dude. Um, so, so any any case, and then you had and then you had the the cop dude next door who obviously is, is my MVP. Yeah, who, who is so crucial to the plot and his deadpan delivery. He's he's from Breaking Bad too. That dude is a great actor. Oh, that's motherfucker. That's where I was. Yeah, he's in the later seasons. He plays a crazy character, but he's an awesome actor. So him playing this role, like basically all the actors and the characters, is what sold this movie, and that was what was so pleasantly surprising to me. So I want I gotta talk about the neighbor real quick. You're right. His deadpan is so deadpan. It's maybe the most deadpan I've seen in a year or two, and he just had me rolling. And <laughs> the dog. Oh my god, he's just constantly carrying this white fluffy dog. <laughs> it's staring right into the camera the whole time. It's killing yeah. me. Yeah. Um, what I did find really interesting about the character is you're right. He ends up being surprisingly integral to the plot in a way that I went bravo movie I genuinely was not expecting that uh, um, uh, Gary is the character's name but he they walk this fine balance of him being like uh, like creepy because he's just he has a shrine like like Helga from Hey Arnold style built his ex-wife and it's when you see it, it's very unnerving. I <laughs> nice will... Hey Arnold drop, by the way. They take you. Whenever you get a chance. Yeah. I just, I'll sit near the shrine Bible. No, Hey Arnold, yeah. there we go. But, but, Perfect. But, but um, what's crazy, though, is that he, he's just a lonely dude. Honestly, like he's just a lonely after the divorce. And it, it's that fine line of him being weird and you... If you were the neighbors going, oh, I don't know if we want to talk to you. But then you having sympathy for him because he's just a lonely dude. And all his lines, whenever they needed a laugh, they went to him. And he delivered every time. Good for you. He had me rolling. Like, I was actually in tears. Um, His first scene where he's talking about how uh, there's this whole scene with uh, 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 Tostitos chips. And that whole kind of speech i was just i was dying um <laughs> the three for one in, deal yeah i was like how would that be beneficial to people <laughs> <laughs> i was like wow okay great counter 
Um, if there is a complaint about this movie, there are a couple scenes where they could have cut like 25 seconds earlier. I just want some of the scenes dragged for me just because it, 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 it needed another edit. Uh, go through. I mean, am I the only one kind of noticing that? No, I agree. I feel like, especially like, there's certain scenes that involved the creepy neighbor that I felt like did, but but I I think that they tied it in later as well, so it was all kind of like a a running joke throughout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. I was I wasn't like you know, laughing the entire time or anything like that. There was kind of, it was kind of an up and down movie almost for me where there are, there are points where I was rolling my eyes, not, you know, not (laughs) the most sarcastic way I can, but just like (laughs) it, it was fairly predictable, um, as a whole. And as Colin, you were saying that if you're not into comedies, um, uh, where like you, how did you describe it? you saw things? Kind of saw things coming, or or just uh, like impossible situations that are unfolding. Right. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like coincidences. Yeah. Exactly. So like if yeah. Exactly. So the whole way that the the main plot unfolds is that like because they're doing this extreme date night, um, things happen to where they think that might or might not be a game and. It's like this. All this could not have happened when it hinges on this one little thing, basically. So, it, like you said, Colin, if you can get past that, um, then I think you would have a good time. And I, I ended up having a really good time in the in the movie. I didn't think I would, and I was I was pleasantly surprised for sure, especially the amount that I was laughing. I feel like they um, didn't waste any time making fun of themselves, which I think is important too. Um, I, I'm gonna kind of double down on what Colin just said. I thought the movie was plausible enough for the first two thirds, but then that last third kicks in and it goes into <laughs> it. You, you, like you, you could really drop the movie a grade or two by how it wraps itself up because it yeah. does get into. Ooh, okay, I'm trying to give you guys some rope, and <laughs> you're trying to hang yourself with it. It, it gets pretty uh, implausible. Uh, it actually almost turns into a Mission Impossible movie uh, <laughs> towards, towards the end of it, honestly. Um, despite a really random uh, uh, cameo by Michael C. Hall, I was like, that's random. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see him in something again, though. I was like, oh, Dexter. <laughs> Look at Dexter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. But, I mean, he's been doing, you know, he's been doing uh, theater again. But yeah. I'm st- I'm still mad at him for that last season of Dexter. God, right. But anyway, I know. But, it, brought, it brought up good memories and then a little bit of bad memories. <laughs> yeah, like like half good memories and then half bad memories. Yeah. But, but he was actually funny in, in just the, the little role they gave him. But I thought that was actually really well um, really well done. Um, I just always love seeing her because she's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love the role Chelsea Peretti had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just... She just always makes me laugh, so uh, seeing her, I went, oh, that's really random, but good for you. <laughs> um, if, if there is um, a, another complaint, um, I would just say, I mean, outside the scenes being a little long, um, it is kind of all over the place. Like, I think it keeps its focus decently well, but it's like the movie's trying to fit so many gags in, sometimes the plot has to be sacrificed for that a little bit. Um which, you know, it's a comedy, it's supposed to make you laugh, but it's it's a little inconsistent in that way, especially moving from the second 
uh, to third act. Uh, with that said, there is a scene where they have to get this, uh, they're trying to get this egg out of this, uh, <laughs> out of uh, rich people's fight club, which I kind of, that was a joke that kind of made me roll my eyes. I went, okay, he mentioned it earlier in the movie, of course it's going to come back, sure, why not? But, um, but it's them trying to get this egg out of the house, and it, the way that scene was filmed, I went, wow, that was actually really well done like it's kind of sweeping with some shots and everything i went okay and, and it's was... a it's a one take shot too yeah and and it, it did a good job because i've seen movies that try and do the one take where they're trying to do the Birdman, and it, yeah. they do a bad job and i was actually impressed i was like oh i don't actually know where you're cutting this in and out this is a, this is pretty well done yeah i think that's the, the that was probably the, mo- the most surprising thing about this movie not that i laughed but the, like the cinematography was actually really well done, mixed with like the the soundtrack kind of that they had going. I didn't know that they were gonna be able to carry that through throughout the entire movie, but it all kind of fit together nicely. There's a point where the camera revolves around. It's just like a small section of the movie where they're trying to break in through the door, and he happens to tap the lock with something, and and the camera moves as the lock is being turned, basically. Um, there's like little things like that and then you're like okay they kind of stepped up their game with this yeah i thought they were really borrowing from like edgar wright too which which is a great person you know if if uh you know imitation is the greatest form of flattering like you know edgar wright should be very flattered because they they I, i felt like they did a lot of his style like you know like just like in Shaun of the dead or any of his movies where all of a sudden a scene will change and then they'll do like three quick clips, you know, putting change into the thing, buying the scissors and the, and the sewing kit. And then all of a sudden you're outside and you just quick cut and then you're out. And like the, the loud, um, you know, like sound editing that comes into like, I, I like that style. So that's cool to see someone else throwing that around, trying that. And I also, I, I was interested. I was like, Oh man, who edited this movie? Because they threw in some cool stuff. And the dude that edited it, or at least one of the main editors was, did get out as well. So he's clearly, uh, he's clearly doing some good stuff. Cause that, that movie had some cool editing as well. Yeah, dude, that's, that's interesting. Good, good call on that. Um, yeah, kind of getting to our final thoughts here. Um, as we kind of wrap up, um, I thought Rachel McAdams was genuinely hilarious in this. Um, she was very sweet and just cute and bubbly, but she had some one-liners uh, making fun of uh, Max that made me laugh really hard. Um, um, uh, Winston, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, the wrap-up to him and his wife's uh, uh, his wife sleeping with a celebrity. It that was one of the hardest laughs I got. The the payoff <laughs> on that joke was was, that was really incredible. well done. It was I really went, well done. I went okay, good good for you. And, and the neighbor, um, Gary man, Gary stepped up. He was the MVP for me of this movie. Anytime they needed you know that laugh, they went to Gary and they use him just enough, and they don't overuse him, which is I'm sure in earlier drafts they might have had him you know be all throughout the movie, but they used him sparingly, which I thought worked a lot better for him. Um, and, and Jason Bateman, man, he, he does a good job of making you like him, but understand why he's in the spot he's in. And it does get like There's a little bit of an emotional beat between the second and third act. I went, you know what? That was handled a lot better than I thought it would be, to be totally honest. So, um, again, Colin is could not be more correct if if logic is this thing that really 
like is a make or break for you you're probably not going to enjoy this as much as uh, other people will uh but for me uh i really enjoyed it uh i'd give this uh i'd give this a solid a minus for me i'm gonna give it an a minus uh uh colin you're kind of find your thoughts and your uh, grades sir yeah so i i think if if i was to lay out you know what i really had to critique about the movie it's it's kind of that the the story gets well out of hand, especially in the third act, like you said, to the point where I just thought the movie could have been better if they just dialed it back a little bit. Um, because the movie is so good when it comes to their character development and how they play off of each other, and you get so much comedy out of that, it's a really good comedy. You get a, I mean, I was I was happy to be in a theater laughing a good amount, like out loud, which you know I haven't, I don't feel like I did much like all last year. <laughs> so yeah, that that was refreshing. Um, you know, I I thought the movie had some had some it it was all over the place in its tone at times where it was like, you know, at times it was trying to freak you out like it was a horror movie with like a knife coming out of nowhere and as a jump scare, and then you had other moments where it was like an action movie and um, you know it was just like a bunch of movies kind of like thrown into one. But you can tell that the writer and I think probably the directors too working together um they were clearly like movie fans because a lot of the gags yeah. that came out that i really liked was them referencing movies in their own movie like rachel mcadams has a scene where she all of a sudden she's honey bunny from pulp fiction yelling like oh you motherfuckers <laughs> like yeah. if you move like it seems like that or at the end they're they're like are you trying to do what Liam neeson did in taken three he's like you did this in taken three <laughs> Like, like I, I thought those moments were funny. So I just, like, I appreciated that they were fans of, of you know, all these different movies, and they were just throwing those um, little things in there. Um, yeah, o- overall, I liked it. I would definitely watch this again, because there's just going to be a scene. Like, you could throw this movie on, there's going to be a scene that's probably going to make you laugh. And that's all I really want in a comedy. Um, it's just, you know, I, I think it could have been, like, really really good if they would have just kind of dialed back how ridiculous it was and just maybe just um fixed a a couple things here and there but um i'm gonna give this all b plus i thought it was pretty dope okay uh scott go ahead yeah agreeing with a lot of what you guys are saying um i think it helps when i have low expectations for a movie going into it (laughs) and then it and then it surprises me so i'm like oh you know what i actually really like this movie um I, I think I was definitely brought out of it at certain points with the ridiculousness um, of, of it at points. Um, but I really liked the way that they were able to laugh at themselves and, like Colin was saying, um, reference other movies, um, kind of like, you know, draw you in a little bit and see if you're paying attention, basically. Um, and, and along with the cinematography, I feel like, is kind of underused in, in comedies overall. It's just kind of like stand up and make me laugh i don't want to see any other form of art going on here um yeah. but it, that was refreshing to see and um same with like that bird's eye view that they were able to draw into um i think it was i think it was used used well but um i was definitely drawn out of it at points and um yeah it was just I, it was a solid overall movie and i found myself laughing and and um again what colin said is like that's all I want too is to be able to go into a movie and laugh, um, if it, that's what they're going for. So uh, I also give this a, a B plus. Fair enough. Okay. Tight, yeah, tight, tight. B pluses are tight. B pluses are tight. But uh, 
but yeah, I, I mean, in in a if if you've seen Black Panther twice already, like I have, I mean, this is you know, if you want to see lots black people, this is something good that you can go see. But um, yeah, not I, no I, black people, just less. Yeah, just less. <laughs> if you want to see the new girl designated amount of black people, go see Game. <laughs> if you want to see the like a safe amount of black people, then like go see. <laughs> if you want to see enough black people in the movie that other black people won't talk at the screen, go see. Over <laughs> there, you got us a perfect barometer. Thank you. All right, calm down, there, college boy. <laughs> yeah. But, guys, have you seen Game Night? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow us here on SoundCloud, uh, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Music at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. Like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can like, uh, uh, you can like Colin. You can like Colin. Colin's yeah, great. like Colin. me. Come on. Yeah. I'm a good guy. But, but you can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neal. And, guys, you can also follow our buddy Scott on Twitter at Name of the First. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a review up this weekend for... God, there's nothing coming... Oh, Red Sparrow. That comes out this weekend, though. I'll love it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love Jennifer Lawrence. What are you talking about? When Specific Rim 2 come out? Um, 24th, I want to say. Damn it, it's still a month. I I love how how pumped you guys are for Specific Rim. I'm pumped for Specific Rim. Hell yeah. Uprising, right? I don't know. Let's fucking mm. go. Which is what it should yeah, be called? <laughs> Pacific Room yeah, Two. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Meow.